Joining us today from down under is a Lucan man who somehow made his way onto one of the most important roles in Aussie rules football with the Sydney Swans. Stephen Kelly, welcome to the big kickoff. Thank you very much. G'day, mate. <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> How you going? Listen, so as a kid, Stephen, you always dreamed about Aussie rules football, daydreaming about <laughs> it in school, the Sydney Swans, the Adelaide Crows, the West Coast Eagles. And so when you finally made that trip to Australia, uh, it was all just part of a big plan and desire to get into that sport. Obviously, that's how your story developed, isn't it? Of course, of course, yeah. I, you know, kicking the football around the park, it's all I could think about playing for Sydney Swans. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's sort of yeah, a bit out of left field, but um, when I came over here initially... Um, I did play a bit of AFL, a bit of club football, a bit of sort of hack around on a Sunday. Um, ended up lasting eight games and got a few broken bones. Okay. So physical the game was. And then sort of went, went back and done a bit of study over here in sports science and managed to get a role initially with the Sydney Roots as rugby league. So probably a sport that's closer to home in England. And then, uh, yeah, got into Sydney Swans about four years ago and still here. How, um, what did you go over for originally? This took a, uh, came over 2003, so many, many moons ago now, for uh, just a working holiday for a year. So, our plan was the year and see how it develops. Um, um, my girlfriend at the time, she was Australian, so it kind of made it a bit easier to stay. Hung around then for another couple of years. Um, I was back home, I was an electrician, so I've sort of gone totally different left field in the job. and decided I want to get into sport and you know growing up playing sport and something I wanted to do pursue a couple of injuries and that I, I couldn't keep playing um, so decided to go back to university over here initially doing nutrition sports nutrition but then went over to sort of exercise science they call it over here sports science um, did my degree undergrad degree and got a job with the Sydney Roosters rugby league so sort of interning a bit of work with them uh, had a couple of years there with them we got to the first year there got to the, the final so the, the grand final as they call it over here so that was a great experience and then come over to the Sydney Swans and kind of started a PhD and, and managed to get a full time job there as well so yeah it's been a been a long journey there but it's been an enjoyable one and, and good seeing the different sports over here and experiencing them Obviously, there's sports mad over there, Steve. So, obviously, getting into the AFL, like getting into playing Aussie Rules, is that more just to kind of mix in with the group when you first got over there, just to kind of set up a base and get a bit of a network going, was it? Yeah, like it was a bit of fun, you know. Um, my, my girlfriend at the time, her dad was a big Aussie Rules fan. And funny enough, he used to go and watch a few Sydney Swans games. Um, so, you know, Ty Canelli was playing here at the time. So, it was a bit of an interest there, obviously. And. So yeah, decided to, to give it a go. So I put my try my hand at it after playing a bit of bit of football and Gaelic football back home. So tried something different. Um, you know, it was you know playing Gaelic football. Thought oh, I could get into this game, but it's certainly a lot more physical contact in the game, mm. and and they hit you from all from all angles. So I was a bit of getting used to, but um, enjoyed that. And then yeah, like it's it's certainly maybe not in Sydney the big game, but it's. The last few years, it's grown there. We've had success with the team here. Um, we won the grand final 2012. And we've been in two finals, um, 2014 and 16, haven't managed to win. So, but it certainly increased the the hype and the, and the supporter base in the city. So it's been yeah, it's been good. And is Toy Kennedy still involved in, in the setup there? I know he was was he helping out with recruiting at one point, or is he still there at all, or in any way? He's yeah, he, 
so my role I, I help out with the academy as well the Swans have a an academy being a, a non-AFL state so every every team in there they've they've set up academy to try and increase the the talent on the in the underage so and Tyke helps out there so yeah I get to see him every Tuesday Thursday night um, he's, he's been mainly sort of work with the AFL um, he's done some underage stuff with them um, and now he's sort of come in because he's affiliated with the Swans um, he comes in helps out in the academy and he's got I think he still does his role with um, recruitment um, through the AFL and um, he's got a few few things going in Europe um, he's successful he's got a few guys coming over at the moment we have a, an Irish lad here at the moment from Tipperary Colin O'Reardon so Tyke obviously helped to get him over and is he in the force panel at the moment, or is he kind of in the NEFL AFL side? Or no, he's in the he's in the NEFL, so he'll be playing tonight in the final. He Collins developing really well. Like he sort of picked up the game quite quick. Uh, had a couple of injuries, had a bad injury at the end of last year. Um, he we, we had a game up in Darwin, um, obviously the far side of the country, about a four hour flight, and he got a punctured lung, so he ended up having to drive back in the car. So he got to see playing to the country. It was an interesting experience for him, and um, so that kind of finished his season last year. And this year, he's you know he's been chipping away, and hopefully next year he'll be able to progress. But he's certainly got some talent, Colin. So hopefully uh, we'll see him next year. So obviously, one thing I know, like there's a lot of coverage of the AFL over here, and there's the, the, the great highlight package, and it'd be by five minutes of a game. But obviously, they show up the screen at the end where it's the score, and it'll be likes of marks and catches. But one of the important stats is the one at the very bottom, and it's significant injuries. So obviously, it's obviously a, pr- a proper physical sport. So how important is your role as a conditioning coach in relation to that? It, it, would you be more kind of obviously getting them fit and healthy, but would you be the same helping them recover back to get back to full fitness? Obviously, um, I, I don't uh, personally. We have pretty big staff in, in uh, AFL over here. I've caught up with guys who work in the uh, Premiership, English Premiership soccer and rugby. Um, call it soccer now been, been here that long but um, football um, and a few lads in the Gaelic back home so as condition staff goes pretty big operation so we'd have a head of performance they call it so it would be my boss and then we have a head of strength and power there's another Irish guy actually Mark from Cork um, so we're, we're taking over over here um, and then Mike me and another guy Mike we kind of fill a number of roles for the club and Mike would be the rehab guy so he'd, he'd work day to day with a physio so we have a physio and a strength condition guy who work hand in hand to get the guys back. So I, I generally deal with the fit guys, but obviously I'm exposed to everybody. Mm. Um, a lot of my work is in the gym, so I, I assist Mark in the gym with the strength and power, um, and also on the conditioning. Because um, you have a very much a, a two-block season. You have your pre-season, which is, is quite demanding, quite intense, um, and then you'd have your in-season, and it's, it's a totally different schedule. So. Um, in season is a lot less hands on for us. Um, you know, I do warm ups, I do a pre pre training injury prevention sort of reduction program, um, and then we do um, strength and power in the gym, which is obviously get them strong, get them physically prepared, but also uh, prevent injuries. So, yeah, kind of kind of have a hand in a few different roles, and also with the academy, I'd be the head strength and conditioning guy of the academy, so I get to run that program and, and put in place what I want. So, which is ideal because I can kind of we've had a few guys drafted from the academy the last few years so once they get come into the club they've kind of been exposed to the club they get to train the facilities and make sure they do similar drills the senior guys do obviously not the same intensity or, or loads but just so they they have an idea when they come in what, what's expected of them and they've been able to hit the ground running which has been a positive just on the, the physicality of, of Aussie rules 
uh, you said you've gone over there and you've broke a few bones in your very short little uh, career of, of Aussie football, amateur Aussie football. Is there a, a great difference between, say, Gaelic football and you say soccer, I say football, uh, but Gaelic football, football, uh, is there a great difference between the physicality? Um, I would say initially when you sort of play those sports back home I remember going to a few international rules games and you know up in arms with the Aussie lads that were going in hard on the Irish guys and then once you're exposed to AFL where the contact's allowed so um, obviously the ball gets chipped around if you if you take it clean from a kick it's called a mark so you know you get time to have a kick and, 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 and move it around but as soon as it's free play it's sort of a free for all where guys can be tackle you the difference with rugby and league or union is, you know, you can get tackled 360. You're not just straight in front. So um, you do get you do get contact injuries. Um, the physicality might not be the same as, as your rugby. You're not constantly in contact, but there certainly is a fair lot of contact. Um, and then, obviously, with the running loads as well, there's a lot of soft tissue injuries as well. So we do get a lot of joint joint injuries with guys. Um, not too many broken bones. We get a few collarbones because when guys get tackled, they can be... You know, shoulder first into the ground. Um, you know, blood noses sort of hits the face. So I would, I would, I would definitely say, like watching the international rules now, and I, I talk to people back home, and they're up in arms with the contact. I'm saying well, it's part of the game over here. Um, and then when I, I, I do watch the the Gaelic football, particularly this time of year, it kind of looks like the contact's been taken out of the game to me. Um, I think they're getting you, softer. You might be able to over fair here. hip and shoulder, but apart from that, there's very little you seem to be able to do now in Speaking. Gaelic. Speaking of Gaelic, do you think the the football boys are getting a bit softer now, getting a bit almost soccer style? It, you know, yes. <laughs> I've not been exposed to a lot of it, but certainly watching the games I've watched, um, it's refereed a lot harder now, where guys can't get the contact. I remember my dad used to take me to games growing up, and before the ball would be thrown in, guys would be rolling around the ground having a few digs at each other, and mm. certainly not acceptable anymore in the game. And and they don't do it over here. Like it's it's it's. It's fair. They hit you hard, but hit you fair, and um, that's the way. That's the way, particularly the Swans' way of it. But um, certainly, the contact that when I was growing up that used to be in, in, in Gaelic, I don't see it anymore. Um, they, they seem to sort of whether the players are, are, are milking the freeze a bit more or they're, they're trying to con. Maybe that's edged in from football a little bit, but certainly, certainly a lot less than what it used. But at least over here within the game of Aussie rules, it's a very defined tackle. So. Mm. You know, you know what you can and can't do. Whereas the guys, they might be still coming with the grips at the back home because they certainly change the rules nearly every year in these games. What do the Aussies think of the combined rules, international rules series? Is there much interest in it? Um, when it rolls around, it's certainly it's a funny, funny sort of spectators over here. You know, Sydney would be a traditionally a rugby league and a rugby union, so. You talk to the rugby league guys and they just, you know, not not on AFL at all. They wouldn't give a time of day. You know, back home we sort of maybe follow every sport. We, we give every team a shout out. Whereas whereas over here, you know, even though they there's, there's two teams in Sydney now, AFL traditionally was only one. They still might might not back the, the Swans, even though we're the only team here. They just, you know, didn't like the game. There wasn't enough physicality for the rugby league guys. So, um, yeah, I think. I think the international rules it gets a little bit of hype but again it doesn't get pushed a lot in the media either you know it might be a might be a if you have your, your pay tv similar to sky back home it might show it but i'm not sure how much viewers will watch it and um, certainly the guys 
who play in the club. Some guys enjoy playing. Some guys would rather have the holiday. So it's yeah. I think I think the way the Aussies done it the last time was better. They kind of picked their best team, the All Stars. Um, so it was kind of like a bit of a prestige thing. You, you were the, the All Star, like a like back home the way they picked them. So you're um, the best players in the country get to play it. So it kind of you know showcased them a bit more, and it was probably a bit more professionalism there. Whereas previously they kind of picked horses for courses and maybe a big side to try and be physical with the Irish lads. Yeah, uh, I was. You've kind of half touched on it already. The uh, Aussie rules has the four highest attendances in world sport. So how fanatical are the fans? Certainly in Melbourne. Very fanatical in Melbourne. Um, <clears throat> sort of the heartland and, and traditionally where the game started. Um, big fan base there. Because Sydney's growing now. Um, Sydney fans are a little bit fickle. They, they sort of like the teams winning. and um, But certainly having sort of mingled with guys who are fans and known people over here it, it's grown and, and and the club have done really well at trying to build our supporter base um, but if you, if you get out to Melbourne for games yeah very fanatical very fanatical so you got it they generally play them in the two stadiums down there there's a couple of regional grounds but the 80,000 seater stay similar to back home I suppose and this time of year it's certainly be full for the games Adelaide another sort of AFL state very fanatical down there if you ever get to watch a game in there, the fans really get into it. Um, and Western Australia is the same. Um, another AFL state, and this, the fans are certainly vocal at those games. Probably not so much in Sydney, but definitely, um, it, I've seen over the last few years since I've been here. Anyway, definitely the fan base has gotten a lot more um, vocal and, and into the game, which has been great to see. So you got the grand final later on, mate. Uh, what have you got to do now pre-game for for the lads? Um, sorry, guys. Our guys will roll in about two hours pre-game. They were told to stay, not come in for the senior game, so not sitting around too long in a cramped seat. Um, so they'll roll in, um, they'll go down, they put up a few sheets, just a bit of stretch and a bit of prep. Um, 6.15, we'll have a meeting, just sort of talk through last points of the game. Then they generally get strapping, um, any medical massage they need. Um, I'll, I'll take a first warm-up, usually about... Um, 40 minutes pre-game so it's about a 15 minute warm up in the field come back in they'll have a couple of minutes the coach will say his, his final word and then back out for about a 10 minute hit just before they start again so um, I just make sure the players weigh in weigh out make sure that they're prepping having a stretch relaxed um, making sure they know the times um, and then once the game starts you know it's flowing from there I just keep game some certain guys might be on restricted game time I'll keep on top of that um, if a guy needs to you know, sometimes a guy might start second, third quarter make sure he's warm to go out uh, and then after half time I'll, I'll do a quick warm up again and, and into the game and it's just just monitoring players making sure that their the rotations are going because it's such a high running demand game um, if a guy's out there too long he might be uh, he might be pretty cooked and he, he can't sort of produce an, another effort again for a while so just making sure the rotations run smoothly as well So listen mate would you be kind of uh very businesslike, just keeping it nice and cool with the lads, or would you be a bit of a rebel rouser now, especially with a big game today? Nah, I guess in a personality, I never have been, but I'm always <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty even, um, pretty relaxed, and and with the guys as well. Like you, you kind of get a read on on how things are during the game. You know, I might let the odd uh, expletive out uh, yeah. if the umpires are giving us a few bad decisions, which happens a couple of times, um, but. Basically, yeah, pre-game, just relax, just making sure, you know, the guys are in their own zone, headphones in, you know, they're, they're pretty focused, particularly a game like this. Um, 
were beaten last year in the grand final of, of the reserves competition as well by, by three points in the end and uh, two years before that we were beaten the last kick of the game so um, been in a few finals and I haven't had the, the chocolate so um, so you're basically Mayo are you? yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so hopefully hoping this year now it can be our year and it's been great now we 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 sort of managed to get on after the seniors on the on the ground on the yeah. big stadium here and hopefully we'll get a lot of fans will hang around and watch as well which would be great and will there be a bit of extra niggle like I think your only defeats this year have been to Brisbane am I right in saying that? yeah correct so we've first game of the season we saw that at a poor start and went at the races and then uh, a couple of weeks ago up there we played them up there and again it was probably our poorest game just they let them we let them dictate the game and um, just didn't bring it and uh, yeah they're only two defeats so you know it's going to be competitive um, they're a, an AFL team as well so they, they'll have a strong team we've got a strong team we, we usually top up with our academy kids which is great for them exposure but um, at the moment we're, we're pretty much low injuries with the seniors which is good going at the finals for both teams and um, we've managed to have just two academy kids play um, so touch wood now we'll get the we'll get the chocolates tonight It'll be nice What's uh, just out of curiosity? What's the daily routine of a, an Aussie Rules team uh, in, a, in a in a training? Um, how does so it di- how does it differ? Yeah, pre pre season be would be uh, said a lot different than in season. But your pre season days would kind of match. So Monday would be on field in the morning training. It could be you know an hour and a half to two hours by the end of it. The pre season two or three hours. So you know it could be 30, 40 degree heat out there. Long days and then. They usually have afternoon to do an off-leg session, so it could be a bike or a whatever, a box in, in altitude normally, so it's a real hit conditioning and skills day. Tuesday, they'd come in for advanced skills, which is just you know a kick or whatever they need to work on, and they do their strength and power program. Um, so Monday and Wednesday would be the same, Tuesday, Thursday, and then Friday would be skills in the morning, and the afternoon would either be extra conditioning or extra weights, whatever a guy needs. Saturday, Sunday off, which is nice for staff and players. Um, and then in season if we play a Saturday they'll have a recovery Sunday Monday they'll come in they'll do an injury clinic if they need it um, to see physios and doctors then they'll do a, a touch run or an off leg so they'll do a bit of skills and they'll do a bit of a bit of a run bit off legs just to sort of flush the body and get them moving again and then they'll come in for weights afternoon they'll have lunch and, that, uh, and then they'll come, go into yoga for an hour or so for a bit of flexibility Tuesday normally um, an extra off legs conditioning in the morning. We do that in altitude during the season, um, into in pre-season and in-season, and kind of fades out back end. Um, and then they'll have the uh, most of the day off till about um, one o'clock. They'll come in. And they do a bit of a pre-training injury work with me, injury sort of prevention program. And then they'll do their first skill session the week. Might be only a half hour session, pretty low key. Um, some guys might do their weights then if they don't do it on Monday. Wednesday off. Thursday then is the long day for them. Um, they come in the morning, they do their injury pre- uh, prevention work with me, then they'll do training, which is the, the big session of the week. It's probably more intense, might not be long, but it's uh, intense drills. Um, then they'll have an hour or two off lunch, come in for their weight session, second weight session. And then Friday morning they come in, they do a bit of um, running technique or speed and a bit of a kick again, like a bit of advanced skills, we call it. And they'll have the meetings um, and then basically we play on Saturday they'll either will travel on a Thursday or a Friday depending on, on if it's a Saturday game um, so we'll, we'll do some of that in Melbourne or Sydney or Adelaide wherever we're playing or we'll do it at home if it's a home game 
um, and then the Saturday they'll just come in two hours before the game so there's a lot of downtime for them yeah. um, they're obviously encouraged to do extra recoveries wherever they can um, with a lot of equipment here obviously ice baths Normatex which are like compressions compression units um, swimming swim pool all that good stuff for them so they're diet, full time dietitian as well so they've no excuse not to eat well so it's basically in pre-season it's pretty hard like but by, by Friday you know they're they're cooked and they won't do much for the weekend it's a pretty intense week of running pre-season in-season uh, a little less but again it's you'll find a lot of it's recovery and guys will have niggles carrying through the season so you're just trying to manage those injuries uh, and what about the tactical element like obviously to the untrained eye it's catching and kicking but what's the tactical element of it uh, Steve? yeah it's like it's amazing actually the amount of tactics involved in, and, and the different drills they do and different styles of play um, so we're playing the seniors at the moment we're kind of a contested team so we like the physicality we're known as that a hard team wins the ball team we're against Essendon they certainly can do that as well but they're no more of an outside run team fast team so we like to keep the ball in close get it up forward to our big sort of forwards and they kick the goals our small forwards and then um, so a lot of that congestion we like to keep the ball in you know, ball ups in the game if you've seen it, freeze like that. Um, but we can certainly, you know, play a bit of flashy stuff when we want. A lot of zoning, so a lot of man back, you know, for for head by two goals or two minutes to play, we might drop back a big guy, so put an extra defender in. Um, you know, how you set up at the stoppages, there's different ways, you know, you sit a guy out, a guy stalking. Like, it's amazing when you sit in with the coaches, the amount of different. They take a lot from basketball as well, even though yeah. it's obviously a smaller game and confined, but a lot of the zoning and and how you sort of mark space instead of even the man because you're trying to cover different areas and um, yeah so there is a there is a lot for the guys to sort of pick up and learn um, and, and if they do get caught ball watching they can get caught out and teams can punish you quite quick um, so the coach is not, not happy about that so so is there yeah. a, is, is there a, a park the bus tactic as well in, in Aussie Rules sorry which tactic is there a park the bus tactic like uh, a yeah well put, sort of putting the the extra man back yeah. generally does that you'd be amazing if you can put enough pressure on the kicker in front of the ground he'll just lob it in and you have that extra the amount of times they take an intercept mark um, you wouldn't believe um, and even sort of if you can pressure the guys coming out of defence find a lot of teams the offensive team attacking team picks that ball up a lot because they just put a man on the 50 arc or just outside it so they're expecting that you know get the guys up forward to put that pressure rush kick and the guy will, will, will sort of intercept so it goes both ways you'll, yeah. you'll put the extra back um, or you'll put the extra you know forward if you need to generally but generally he swung back that guy and um, depending you know if, if you just want to hold the lead or even during the game if you want to try and close it down a little bit you just get numbers in certain areas yeah. um, I think Ty Canelli said it before where previously in Gaelic football you know if you needed a point or a goal in the last minute you just you know, have about 20 blokes in, in, in around the square, whereas in AFL they get everyone out, they just leave the main guy in there and then they're very quick these guys and, and very very good at reading the game, so get get the small guys running off the big guy <clears throat> Speak, <clears throat> Speaking of big guys, you know, don't burst me bubble because he's my hero and you'll probably realise now that I'm a Hawks man, but how cool is Buddy Franklin? Buddy is, yeah <clears throat> he's certainly, certainly a relaxed character and um, it's funny having Buddy around. Like he, he sort of came in, and he's very easy going, very easy to talk to. Um, likes to laugh, um, but he's such a high high profile, and you can sort of see how people react around them. Mm. Um, he, he's that big celebrity. We were Swans were traditionally a sort of a 
team of you know just just a team really of these working players who who were put together and had a success where the, the, a few years ago we they decided to go and, and trade for Kurt Tippett initially and then Buddy Franklin um, so two big names um, which is, Buddy's nearly won two grand finals he's won his games off his boot he is some of the things you see him doing training is yeah. he's probably like watching a Brazilian yeah, playing of course, yeah. football that kind of a way like he's he's a big man like he'd be plus he banged six, in 10 on he the other did he bang in 10 there it was the last week of the week before against Carlton yeah yeah he got 10 um, when he's he's on a roll like that he, he um he just yeah he's, he's hard to stop um fortune there just to watch the first 20 minutes there he got a bad cork in his leg and he's a bit lame at the moment so right. um hopefully he can shake that off um, um previous in the grand final last year as well he, he hurt his ankle in the first five minutes and he was hampered by that so being a bit unlucky but when he's on he, he's brought the crowds in through the, the gate here and he's been in you know for the swans he's been massive um, for my membership and just, just to watch him play and train, we just look at each other sometimes and go, "This guy's on unreal for the the height and, and the skills he has, the agility, speed, everything. He's got everything." Uh, happy days. So, obviously, far from home, uh, how much do you get up at stupid o'clock now to watch the likes of the Liverpool or Dubs or Ireland or whatever else? Um, now I've got the new baby. Yeah, I was yeah. I was up early the other night watching the Ireland game. Um, probably. We're, we're sorry about that. Head for sleep. Um, it's a tough one to watch, but um, yeah, I sort of I would get up now initially, probably less and less as the time's gone by. But mm. when I was over here first, I'd be up at stupid o'clock watching every game I could. And it used to be on Fox Sports here, so similar to Sky, and it was great because they'd show game after game and probably more games mm. than back home. Um, so it was great. You just sort of sit up and watch a couple of games. Now it's gone to a different um, broadcaster, which is a bit, a bit harder to watch the games. But um, certainly when I can, I'll watch the games. But they show a lot on repeat as well, which is great during the day. A bit harder to watch the GA now. They used to be on Satanta over here, and that's gone. So it's a GA go now. I think we'll be I'll be watching now uh, next week. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, no, it's, I'd li- like to keep back in touch. I still listen to listen to a bit of the news back home. Um, obviously, my dad keeps me informed as well, and. Uh, big Liverpool fan growing up so every time I go back I try and get out for a game and I'm obviously showed it see how they're going over here is it going to be our year's day oh (laughs) I've been thinking that for a few years no Brendan was going to bring us in then stop um, last started last year we looked okay we just yeah 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 like we're certainly good team attacking but I think like most games like AFL like every game it's one on the fence and I'm a bit I'm a bit weary that we don't have the defence oh, to. Of course, yeah. So, how good are you on the Barbie? How good I'm in the Barbie? Yeah. Uh, not bad when I get going. Um, <laughs> I'm sort of. Definitely in the summer, I'll, I'll push it a bit more. and yeah. so easy, just put it up and, and get the old Barbie on. And just moving house now, so it'll be yeah. a lot easier at the moment in an apartment, so it's a bit harder. The Barbie's at the back, hasn't got as much use, but moving into a house in the next couple of weeks, so that'll be great. I'll be able to. Crack it open, um, yeah, yeah. so yeah, definitely, definitely a lot more barbies than I did back home for sure. Absolutely. What, so, so basically, I had say I had a package now and I was about to send it over to you. What would you like most in it for me to send it over to you? It's funny. It's funny. I go back home and there's things you know I want to try like black pudding, white pudding, all yeah. the good stuff like that, all the healthy stuff. Um, <laughs> sort of got over it. I've been here 14, 15 years now and less and less. Yeah. Um, because 
the shop, shop section there there's, they have a little bit of stuff from back home so I'll buy the Barry's tea mm. so probably the, probably the tea bag would be the one the big one um, you can throw me over plenty of boxes of Barry's tea um, and then you know chocolate's chocolate to me doesn't bother me a lot of people I know a lot of people Irish over here they mm. want to get that chocolate from back home and so on but um, yeah probably probably initially I was over here was, was definitely the fry up in the morning it's not the same Speaking not the same as back home we do that well Speaking of sausages, I always remember I used to work in the deli in Supercrane and I used to go in for the old bag of uh, cocktail sausages and uh, he'd uh, throw a few in the bag, then uh, uh, weigh it up, give me the sticker and then fill it back up a bit more. So, good man today, I always remember that. <laughs> I know, I was, yeah. Jesus, I was a bit liberal out there at times. Don't tell them, but yeah, no, it was, it, was good. it was good fun feeding the friends when I was there when I could, had a chance. <laughs> so, listen, mate, to wrap it up obviously I have to give out to you because you cost us the league way back when do you remember that with Hillcrest going <laughs> yeah 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 Shannon, who just, was that again uh, yeah uh, look at him he, he's, he's getting he's getting panicky uh, remember the year we won the league but we kind of didn't yeah yeah it was it was Steve's fault he went off travelling to America still waiting for that trophy I know Ah, listen I'm, I'm a little bit better I want to exercise the demons here Shannon, but basically we got a walk over there's a bit of FIFA corruption that yes, was. Yes, there was. We, yeah, we, we got a walkover against whoever was second. Yeah. Uh, halfway through the season, and then I think we won by a, a point or two. And then as soon yeah. as the season was over, it got taken back, and we had to play them. No way. And half the squad were gone, but it was mainly him because we'd no keeper. We only won keeper. So it's your fault, Steve. Cheers, mate. I'm still. If you manage to get that trophy, post, you can post <laughs> yeah. that over to yeah. Yeah. Barry's team. Barry's It was good. It was a good night that Sunday, wasn't it? Was yeah, with friends we've had a, had a few chance. good had a bit of a good laugh going up playing the football as well. Yeah. We, but it was good, it was good it was a good close knit like half of us were in the same class together and everything. And I think that was why a lot of us stuck around instead of trying our hand at anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, it was a great. Yeah, definitely, we had a good year. That was a that was a great year that year. Now it was probably one of the most enjoyable years of football I've had to be honest. I was just a laugh boy. I was I remember remember the OG. Do you remember the OG I was telling you about when I messaged you there the other day? There was a few of them. I couldn't remember. No, there was only one. <laughs> I, I nearly cursed I nearly cursed hold on but uh, yeah he caused the guy somewhere out in Moyhall and uh, it was a 50-50 and really he should have come out with his hands but he came out with his feet and he hit it off my leg and I went in off me and all I remember is looking back and he's just laughing the whole time for about half an hour and I was this has bothered you for your whole still life bothered me. this is your chance like, that's why I wanted him on else. just to really have a go like. <laughs> yeah uh, I have a feeling that yeah now we I remember I used to be a bit vocal in the back line there yeah, yeah. these lads hate playing with me <laughs> ah, it was good times though mate Listen, Steve, uh, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, well, we will keep a, an ear out for how you do in the final today. Best of luck today. We really do hope that you, uh, you, you get that one under your belt. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys.